0: To echo this, today's topic is Speak Your Truth, Strategies for Healthier Connection. Here's a place where we engage in empowering conversations of hope and opportunity. I'm going to introduce our panel who are going to take us on an interesting dialogue today. And first, we would like to
1: hear from Debbie. Everyone, nice to be here today. See you all. I'm Debbie Wimberly, a certified cannabis coach, educator, and founder of the Effective Cannabis Newsletter. And I educate about the quality of your quality of having your best quality of health um, and being in charge.
2: Thank you, Debbie. And I'm Lisa Jones, a speaker, consultant, and author that leverages the power of humor, gamification and play as fuel to enhance collaboration, increase engagement and maximize productivity.
0: And I, your moderator today, am Amy Weishaus and I'm a lifelong teacher and learner. And I believe very strongly in the platform that we all can create joy in simple ways to transform the whole world. And today, we're going to discuss our topic about speaking your truth and how we can make connections and realize a better world and with strategies for connection. So we're going to take you through some segments. The first is going to be Echo the Hope, then Echo the Opportunity, then we're going to Echo the Enigma, and finally Echo the Transformation, which is our goal. I started thinking about this concept of truth going back to my childhood. And I was thinking it was always tell the truth, don't lie. You've got to tell the truth. And I I, I know some of us were obsessed with that in our childhood. And I thought for a minute, um, I I want you to throw it out to Lisa and Debbie. Are there any um, icons or stories or instances in your childhood that you could relate to the concept of truth being held over our heads.
2: Amy, I, I can I can yeah. take that one. My daughter and I just got recently saw Disney on ice and your question reminds me of one of the characters, and that character is Milan from Disney's animated film Milan and really she symbolizes courage authenticity and resilience because her journey revolves around challenging societal norms because what she does is she courageously speaks her truth she defies Mm -hmm. gender expectations to protect her family and to serve her country so her character really inspires audiences to embrace their individuality they stand up for what they believe in and then of course what you're talking about, speaking your truth, even in the face of adversity, right? And her story teaches us a valuable lesson, and that is really staying true to oneself because it's powerful and it's a transform- transformative act as well.
0: Yes. Now, I am I have much older child, so my <laughs> reference doesn't include that beautiful insight. But look at how sophisticated speaking your truth has become even in the media for our children and i i googled the books um that exist and came up with some titles like um ruthie and the not so teeny tiny lie honest to goodness truth uh pig and the uh pig and the pig the pug fibber (laughs) (laughs) and there was another one um Uh, The Lying King. So it looked like there's a lot of children's literature that deals with the subject of truth. Um, I loved what you said, Lisa, about courage being one of the lessons or the values taught young about truth. And then also what happens there is the child should hopefully get a growth mindset that, all right, now that I fessed up to this behavior and I did something perhaps wrong, I'm going to modify my behavior. I'm going to transform and grow. And there's the growth mindset. So adults aren't that different. And then I started thinking about, well, then we get to the social benefits of lying and not telling the truth. Where are examples in our culture where a false falsified resume leads to a uh, top-notch public fame and celebrity on uh, some media anchor or uh, weatherman or something like that. So, uh, and then bottom line is, I, I, I was taught early on, there's three sides and it's her side, my side and the truth. <laughs> <laughs> so where are we? So I, I thought if we look at where we're coming from and where we are today, as adults, it gets a little heavier and we say, speak your truth. Know your truth. And it's not always as easy as a black and white lie or truth. So I thought I'd ask the panel first, and I'm very curious to hear this. I'd like to ask you, what really is your truth? What is your working definition in your life of
2: the truth? What, what is it for you, Lisa? Well, I have a playbook on truth, Amy, and really it's the vibrant, For me, it's the vibrant and unapologetic alignment of words and actions that if you think about it, the genuine expression of who I am, it's not this rigid fortress, but a playful dance where authenticity and integrity tango together. And really what happens is it creates a harmonious narrative in the grand story of life. So if you imagine truth as the ultimate power up in life's video game, It's not just your high score, it's the cheat code that unlocks your authentic, pixelated self. And really in this playful realm, my truth is the character customization screen because we all want that customization screen where you can choose courage as your main skill and sprinkle in humor as extra points. At least that's for me, I would sprinkle in humor for extra points. But I wanna tell you, it's not a quest for perfection. It's this vibrant, playful journey through the levels of my own unique narrative. And for all of us, it's our own unique narrative. So that's the, really the beauty of it. Wow.
0: Well, well, I certainly know that authenticity is where we often say, yes, to know what is my truth, I have to know who I am. And that's that being my authentic self. That's a big piece of this whole puzzle. And what do you have to add to that? What's your definition, Debbie?
1: We're actually going to mirror each other a lot here, I think, with what we think the truth is, because my truth starts by living who I truly am. And um, one of the things that brings me to this is I grew up with a mom that was really fixated on, you know, what are other people going to think? And, uh, you know, don't draw attention to yourself. And now when I reflect on that, that's really pretty comic, funny, comical, whatever you want to call it, because I was a fiery redhead. (laughs) And so uh, growing up, there was only like in my grade school growing up, there were only three redheads in the whole school from first grade to ninth grade. And so how do you not draw attention to yourself when you're a redhead? So it's kind of like comical that she was like, not draw, don't draw attention to it. And then I realized she was a redhead as well. And so she probably went through the same Situations that I went through of people teasing you because you're redhead and you're so outside of the box and don't look normal. So I can remember saying, when I grow up and get old enough, I'm going to dye my hair. I am not going to be a redhead. (laughs) And then when I turned 18 and I could do that, I was like, no, I like who I am. I love my red hair. And I started embracing the true me and who I was and realized I don't belong in a box. I'm outside of the box and we all need to be outside that box. And so, you know, it's really important that you embrace who you are, because there's only one you. There's no one else like you, and there shouldn't be anyone like you. And one of the things I always say, if we were all alike, and we had all the same visions, all the same ideas, this would be a very dull and boring world. We need to embrace who we are, and we need to enjoy and celebrate that. The world needs each and every one of us. So be your unique self.
0: Yes. And a key word there is celebrating, celebrating that uniqueness, that authenticity of who we are. And my definition, uh, my working definition of my speaking my truth, what is my truth? It's uh, a little adult, <laughs> um, but for me, it's being able to communicate my needs And to say what my ideas are, what my boundaries are, and what my convictions are, say it to other people in a safe environment where others can hear me, and not to feel that, as Debbie pointed out, she felt ridiculed or or feared judgment, feared perhaps non-acceptance, so when we're holding back from speaking our truth because we don't want to be seen as different. We want to be popular. These these are reasons why we need a strong center in ourselves first. And these, you know, this this feeling of vulnerability and anxiety is what we are here to talk about and how to go forward ourselves and also how to instill it in our children. So next Since we have this working definition, I'd like to ask Lisa, from your experience, how can speaking your truth, how can this be expressed in very acceptable, effective, and very hopeful
2: ways? Yes, thank you, Amy. Well, I'm gonna go with the playing a well-crafted video game level for, for talking about speaking my truth. But it's about choosing the right tools, words, tone, and timing. And if, if you think about that, you can equate that to a skilled gamer picking their perfect gear. Just as in a game where strategy matters, expressing your truth involves thoughtful navigation because you want to choose the path that leads to understanding rather than confrontation because who wants to be in a confrontation? None of us. And really just like in the best games, there's always room for a playful twist injecting humor and hope into the dialogue, because that really can help create an experience that's not just acceptable, but enriching for everyone involved. Wonderful.
0: And always there's that playfulness in your adventure in finding truth. And in also seeing that at the end of it, that creates hope for people because they can express their ideas and also share them with others and give others hope as well, who may discover, wow, I, I have that same idea, and i I'd like the support that I've just made in this connection. And Debbie, what, when, when has speaking your truth
1: brought you health and brought you hope? Well, speaking my truth in the face of a serious health crisis <laughs> was like discovering everyone abandoned the ship, and I was left the captain of my own ship in a stormy sea. <laughs> so this is how this showed up for me, But and, and it's shown up in a number of ways, but this is the one of the ways it showed up. And learning that I had to figure out how to maneuver this health system that is, as far as I'm concerned, very broken and not serving us all as well as it should, and learning how to navigate my own health when I had been, uh, you know, doctors had given me what I would they would call was a, uh, uh, a lifeboat or a raft, mm-hmm. but it actually said, but you only have five years to live, and I could have accepted that, and I said, no, I'm not going to accept that. There has to be something different. I'm not ready. I don't want to do this. I believe there are options, and so I started looking in to see what I could do. I did turn to medical cannabis. And in this journey, I I studied and learned how and discovered that we have what's called an endocannabinoid system. And we're all born with it. And so I learned how to explore that and become my own little adventure uh, discovery person and understanding my own body and my own self. And so now I find myself selling the seas of health of hope. And not confined by the practice, you know, the predicted five years that I was given.
0: This is such a powerful testimony to speaking your truth because you defied the medical profession who said you have five years, maybe if you're lucky. So through your research, your truth,
1: your persistence. And I think Lisa said something really important to her. It's the path to understanding. So, you know, we tend to sometimes think we have to listen to what the expert, as we would say, is in this topic. And maybe they're not the expert. And I can tell you they're not when it comes to your health and your body because no one knows it better than you do. But it's the path to you understanding yourself This is, again, about speaking your truth, standing up for who you are, and realizing that you have a voice in all of this. Don't just sit aside and say, okay, they say I have five years. I'm just going to go with that. Don't do that. Allow yourself to explore yourself and understand who you are, and you will be amazed at who you can become if you allow yourself to do that.
0: And with your own compass, you know, the beauty of what I'm hearing is that through your discovery of the endocannabinoid system, something most of us have never even heard of or been taught, your equation is truth equals life. It's that simple. Your truth led to your life. So <clears throat> I wonder now, we can see how much hope is inherent in this speaking of truth. And I, I, I thought of uh, an incident that happened when I was a brand new teacher and I, I spoke my truth. I was my authentic scared little self. And I said at the time to one of the senior teachers who was just uh, uh, an amazing role model. And I went up to her and I said, gee, I don't know. Could you take a look at this? I don't know if this lesson is going to fly. Um, I'm not so sure. Um, And she looked at it and she said, Oh, can I have a copy of this? I'd like to use it in my class. This is very good. So I, I was empowered because of the way in which she received that it was a good lesson so much that she wanted to use it. So I spoke my truth. I risked being embarrassed or feeling embarrassed. And that's another reason why we sometimes withhold uh, telling the truth, which we said earlier, fear of being judged fear of being uh, different and and excluded. So that was a a little episode where it came back to me that speaking my truth did help in, in my professional experience there. So moving on now, let's echo the opportunity in our truth speaking. And the question I want to pose to you is, how has speaking your truth opened the doors for you to personal or professional
2: opportunities? Lisa, how about you? Yes, well, for me, speaking, my truth has really been like a cheat code <laughs> to unlocking hidden levels of personal and professional growth. I think about it like it's like discovering the Easter eggs in a video game, and mm-hmm. if you think about authenticity, authenticity becomes the secret passage to unforeseen opportunities, which we we all find beauty in unforeseen opportunities. but if I think about this in For example, my career quest, I found myself in a mentorship relationship and really that felt like being handed the controller to a game I never played before. So what I decided to do was I decided to bravely share my thoughts even when they seem like uncharted territory to your earlier point, Amy. And what happened was to my surprise, my mentor responded not with a game over screen, but with a virtual high five. And if I think about, Reflecting on my personal narrative, speaking my truth has forged genuine connections. It's sparked collaboration and it's paved the way for new quests of growth. And the mentor-mentee dialogue became this dynamic co-op mode where we faced challenges together and our candid conversations were the power-ups that helped us defeat even the toughest bosses. We laughed at the quirky glitches, we celebrated the victories, and most importantly, We strategized for the next level. So what I want to say here is it's really not just about leveling up. It's about transforming challenges into exciting achievements on the grand adventure of life, because through those twists and turns of any mentorship journey, you can realize that speaking your truth wasn't just about gaining experience points. It was about creating a storyline filled with humor, camaraderie, and of course, unexpected plot twists in the game of life. And then, Really, the authenticity isn't just a feature. It's the entire immersive experience completing that mentorship side, the quest that add depth to the narrative. So it's just an amazing experience. I encourage everyone to have some type of mentorship in their life.
0: Um, It's interesting that I spoke about a teacher colleague who was the, you know, the, um, the teacher everyone respected and listened to when she opened her mouth, you know, accepting (laughs) it was the, it was indeed the mentor mentee relationship, but I kind of felt myself unexpectedly in the role of mentor. So there's where you you mentioned unforeseen opportunities. So I I grabbed onto that phrase because um, even in an arena, I had a friend, for example, who, um, was really quite ill and needing to have surgery and was hiding his his bowel problems for a long time at the workplace until the point where he couldn't anymore you know he he was too ill and he finally went to his superior and and said to his boss you know in a very humble embarrassed way you know i have um ulcerative colitis and i i, I need surgery and and with that, the boss said, "Oh my goodness! I wish you'd shared this truth with me sooner, because you know I've had it for like 20 years." <laughs> so oh, wow. here, here was a man, here was a an employer, a manager who would have had the utmost sympathy. Um, maybe could have shed light on the situation. So that, to me, is you know, putting yourself out there with courage to speak your truth and say, this is who I am and this is what's going on. And then to find you have such a welcome ally and support group there all along. So the unforeseen opportunity, emphasis on unforeseen, we've got to be courageous. And Debbie, you're one of the most courageous people I know. So how did you
1: relate to this question? Well, it's, it's you know, Sometimes being forced to find the opportunity is what sets you off on that because, you know, um, I was um, lived for three decades in serious illness and couldn't produce or couldn't take care of myself, do anything. And so being forced by the medical community to take charge gave me the opportunity to personally grow and then actually grow in a business like I am here. And speaking my truth helped open up that you know there is something about medical cannabis and understanding how it can help you with your health and that it's really understanding because because of that i found my endocannabinoid system which i know i keep bringing this up but that system was like giving me or handing me a compass and giving me the opportunity then to chart where i wanted to go with my health and so I started digging in and learning how to do that. But then I realized I needed to share that story by speaking my truth with other people. If I just kept this and did this by myself, they wouldn't understand that you could actually reduce a, a chronic pain of 10 to a three, or that you could improve your lung health. I just recently got my second CT scan back showing that all the nodules in my lungs are no longer there. They've been improved. And that's something doctors told me would not happen. So I've been able to do that. So that's truly amazing. But if I keep it quiet and don't share it, then no one else understands that that's something that they could actually do. So that's what led me to not just stay within my own truth, but to step out and try to be develop a speaking voice, creating a newsletter and doing things that I could help people to understand they have the opportunity to take charge of their health and to improve it.
0: And And there's a great example, especially through your newsletter, where... By sharing, others can see themselves in you, where they can see the hope of where they can be if they listen and pay attention and explore and discover the opportunities they have through your speaking your truth. So it's a great example of the benefit in the way it's directly
1: connecting to them. Well, and it's it's quite often, Amy, I didn't mean to cut you off. That, you know, we don't talk about what we're going through or what's happened with us because we think people don't want to hear it or they don't want to know about it, but they do. I think that there's a lot of people that would like to know that they could improve their health or change. There's a lot of people that would like to know that there's something they could do to create happiness, joy, that there's a way to use play to, you know, engage in your life and be more productive and happy. Uh, So it's important that all of us learn that our voices are important and they need to be shared.
0: That's so true and so powerful from what you just shared, Debbie, because when we take ownership for our authenticity and we discover who we are, each one of us has something extremely unique to bring to other people. We do. We definitely do. Um, I remember starting a feature writing unit in my journalism class by asking, oh, I don't have anything to write. I don't know what to write. My life is boring. (laughs) And I would say, okay, and I'd like everyone listening right now to think, make a list of 10 items that are stories only I can write. Stories only I can write. And whether it's... um, you know, being the youngest in the family and the context of who your family is, or whether it's um, living with an alcoholic parent. Yeah, there might be other people in that situation, but your story is unique. And I I imagine people will have a list of more than 10 stories only I can write. And when I shared mine with my students, they said, "Mm, now we get it. Yeah, you know, I have a lot to say. So, if anyone's been listening to the buzzword lately in uh, marketing, a lot of it is branding ourselves with our stories, sharing our story. And uh, I think that's what we are doing here too. And we encourage you to share some of your stories as you're listening to us and and how we're connecting with your lives. So we've talked about a lot of positive storytelling and speaking truth and where it can lead with hope opportunity and so much good but there's a little bit of a dark side too sometimes it's an enigma where we say "Hmm, has there been any enigma or negativity or a lack of congruity or expectation in actually speaking our truth and has that occurred for you lisa could you share that
2: Yes. Speaking of stories, Amy, (laughs) I have one because recently I had a showdown with the rebellious garbanzo beans and the dry store cabinet. And what happened was they staged a gravity rebellion and they decided to crash onto my foot. Ouch. And then after that happened, I had this premonition that in a few days, my walking skills might be more hobble than swagger. Beans, one, my foot, zero. And then I thought, there's gotta be a teaching point from this gravity defying escapade. Much like those mischievous beans, sometimes what happens is life throws us unexpected challenges. They throw them our way, right? And this, the rebellious beans taught me that even inanimate objects can deliver profound lessons. It's true. And speaking your truth can be a bit like standing up to the gravity-defying garbanzo beans. There might be a stumble, but it's a declaration that you won't be pushed around. Even when beans went around, the resilient swagger remains undefeated. And in that experience, I discovered that speaking my truth, although sometimes mysterious to your point, Amy, always uncovers hidden gems of understanding and connection in the grand adventure of life. So now now I move the garbanzo beans to a lower level. So this does not happen again. (laughs)
0: Okay, well, that's quite a story. (laughs) And now, Debbie, what's yours?
1: Well, since I work in the cannabis industry, there's a lot of untruths. And um, there are a lot of truths that we're unveiling now. But I think one of the One of the most important untruths, or the one thing that's not shared with you, is that you are born with an endocannabinoid system, and it plays an important role in your health. And recently, there was uh, some news media and print media that wanted to come out and talk about an article that hadn't even been, a research that hadn't even been peer-reviewed or anything, and it was about how cannabis can cause you to have a heart attack or a stroke. And there's a whole lot of information in there that was withheld, that wasn't looked at. We don't have any evidence to date still that anybody has died from consuming cannabis. Um, Sometimes when we hear people talk about, you know, they got up in the middle of the night, they used cannabis, they stumbled, they fell. Well, was it the cannabis that made them stumble to fall? Was it because it was dark in the room? Those are a whole lot of questions you can ask and no one can ever be able to pinpoint what it was. So, you know, we can't blame that on cannabis. Same thing with your heart. I find it very interesting when they talk about cannabis can raise your heart rate. Yes, it does. There are some forms of cannabis that can raise your heart rate. I live with a lung condition, which causes my heart to not function well. And so when I consume some of my cannabis products, my heart rate does raise. And I remember the doctors being very concerned about me inhaling cannabis And I finally learned how to use a flower vape and understood the important role of it for my lungs. And my heart rate would raise. And my doctor said, you know, quit worrying about that. It's like exercise for you. So, you know, I started thinking, okay, so my heart is exercising right now, something I physically haven't been done, been able to do for years, but I was able actually to think about it in those terms. And if you give yourself a good, maybe 10 minutes, your heart rate will settle back down and you'll be fine and you can do whatever you want to do. And then when I think about it, all the albuterol that I was on for decades to keep me breathing does the same thing. And no one ever warned me that it might cause me to have a heart attack or a stroke. So, you know, we have to really look through and not just rush to the front to put out a story without fact checking it, making sure it's true, looking at all the underlying information that's behind it. You know, we could just talk about anxiety. Maybe somebody was anxious and had anxiety. That could have raised their heart rate, had nothing to do with cannabis. So, you know, it's really important that we listen to these, listen to the truth, which is very hard to find when we're talking about cannabis today. And that's one of the reasons I do all the work that I do.
0: Wow, you raise an extremely critical issue here about taking our truth from our, our sources, it, it could be what somebody else said and swore by, or it could be this inaccurate report, a medical report, no less, which, you know, could be a, a matter of life and death. So I, I think we're all familiar with all the issues uh, in our society today, where people have very, very strong, very strong, and very um, unforgiving views about what they feel and think, and focus on that are so polarized from somebody else. And it could be a husband and a wife in the same home over their political views. And I've seen this occur, you know, so what are our sources? This is a a really very important question here. Um, I think when I think about the enigmas, I think about um, in speaking our truth, what's happening recently on college campuses You know, the idea of we honor speaking your truth, we honor free speech. But here, like Debbie suggests, maybe we're getting a view from a source that we haven't checked out and we're forming our truth on something outside us that's really not our authentic self or that we truly don't even really understand. So we have a a really critical situation here where the colleges and universities, which are supposed to be the seedbed for truth and for knowledge, what are they becoming? They're becoming um, grounds of abuse of the of the um, of the speaking of truths when the truths are so opposed that they're causing violence, and that they're causing you know very life-threatening situations and a loss of security on the part of many students, a loss of security on the part of people in communities who are afraid to reveal their identities because that is their truth, but they don't want it known because it might lead to some very not pleasant situation. So I'm wondering um, if, the panel has any views about that, or if you're seeing the enigma there, where where we're questioning, can I safely share my truth, and and what are what are the risks or the consequences? Have you had any situations that you're you're seeing this in your climate as well?
1: I'll take that one, Amy. I think that it's in my. World, it's very hard for a lot of people to want to speak their truth. As uh, you know, if you're a medical cannabis patient in a lot of states and you have children and somebody were to report you, they can take your children away from you. So, being able to speak your truth that you use this for medicine is not always easy. I have to say that luckily, Arizona just passed a law where that will not happen anymore, and that should happen in all states because this is our medicine. I recently was in a hospital. And did not have access to my medication, my cannabis medication, because it's federally illegal. And so I have, you know, been eight years doing this. Um, I haven't had a lung expert, a, a lung infection, or been in the hospital with my lungs. I wasn't in the hospital for my lungs; it was for another event. But I didn't have access to the medicine that I had been utilizing because I've eliminated all of my breathing meds but one and they wanted to start putting me back on them and it's like I had to be able to speak my truth but then I couldn't because if I did I might not have received the treatment because it's not acceptable. So it becomes a very hard situation for anybody that is living in the world right now no matter where you live pretty much um, using medical cannabis and being able to speak your truth but it's important to be able to do that. I can remember my husband saying oh don't tell anybody that you're using cannabis is just you know we might get in trouble we, we, we need to get you taken care of and i said but i can't do that because i have to be able to tell them the truth about what i'm doing because this is what's given me the life that i have now and hiding behind that isn't going to change the way people think we have to start talking about this and making people aware what medical cannabis has the ability to do and how it can help you and so you know you have to but you have to weigh it it's a very difficult situation
2: and I think about what you're, what you're listening to what you're saying, Debbie, and also you too, Amy. And I wrote a note here because thinking about the benefits outweighing the risk. And if you kind of use that same analogy, because that's what we do when we take medications, right? We think like, does the benefit of taking this outweigh the risk? Like that's kind of the same thing we could follow when should we, should we speak out, like you're saying on college campuses, like does the benefit of you speaking out outweigh the risk? Because you want to go back to the most important part, which is there is power in your voice. There is power using your voice. So everyone's voice is powerful. So I'm to say to consider that. I second that 100%, Lisa. That's for
1: sure. You have power in your voice. Don't forget that.
0: Well, Debbie uh, introduces this whole concept of withholding. So is... We, we either speak our truth at great risk. Now, uh, Debbie would much prefer a society and a medical, uh, medical institutions and medical professionals who are well-versed in endocannabinoid system and in the benefits of it, and they would have honored her knowledge and her uniqueness in, in these life-saving substances that she needed and people were not able to embrace or accept. So her withholds, obviously, were necessary for her to get well and get out of the hospital and be released. So that, that is an extremely dramatic example. And as, as Lisa says, we are constantly weighing, do the benefits outweigh the risk of speaking our truth? And, you know, I'd like to interject here, because this enigma aspect of speaking our truth is is so intense right now around the world. The stakes are high. Opinions differ. and obviously emotions heat up. And we have uh, you know, crucial conversations, which is what echo this advocates, crucial conversations that are healthy and helpful alternatives to all the violence and war and misunderstanding or not just to the violence, but to the silence and to the discomfort and unhealthiness that the silence breeds. And I would just like to interject interject here for a minute that if you do find yourself involved in a very heated conversation where you feel disempowered and very frightened, perhaps, or intimidated to speak your truth, We have to notice when a conversation turns critical, and this could be through somebody's body language, there are warning signs, voices will raise, you know, someone looks like they're about to lose their cool, and that's a warning sign. And at that point, it may be necessary to call a timeout and just kind of say we're going to, you know, go back to this discussion another time. It might just be time to cool off and walk away from a situation to know that you have to come back and employ better skills, or at least that person does, or that group, at some future time. And all of us, I think, have to become astute with leading with observations, and we have to lead with questions. Debbie obviously asked a lot of questions and she had to observe who were her allies there.
1: Right, Debbie? Yes, and I think it's really important to to follow up on something you said there, Amy, about uh, people having difference of opinions. There's nothing wrong with people having difference of opinions, but it's the the ability to be able to discuss and talk about and show and give examples. And one of the things that, you know, I try to do is that, you know, I've written lots of stories about my health and what I do, so I can say, okay, I see we have a difference of opinion, can you just please take this article and read it and try to understand, because maybe there's something you haven't ever learned before, you didn't know about before about this topic. And so, you know, it's, we need differences so we can have these debates. We just need to do them in a healthy fashion so that we can learn from one another, there, there's always going to be points where we don't completely disagree on things, and that's okay. But we have to be able to walk away and say, "Okay, we don't agree, but we can come to some common ground to where we can get along together peacefully."
0: Yeah, I I really feel it's it's important to underscore what you just said about seeking an understanding behind these people's actions and beliefs, and find more patience and a sense of empathy for these people as you wish them to have for you. And often that often that comes with asking questions or by stating your truth that this is uncomfortable right now and you'd like to come back to it. It's very important to know how to end a conversation. You know, how do you walk away from a conversation and end it? And sometimes it's with an agreement that you're going to come back at a future date to explore it. And also to have some accountability that you will do something at a certain time and then have follow-up so it's not just left dangling out there. And that might help to diffuse a situation as well.
1: Well, and I can tell you when I was in the hospital, I got very angered by the doctors and their stance with me and how they wanted to proceed with my treatment. And I wasn't okay with it. And I finally had to just stop myself, call my husband, and ask him to come in and help me. So it's okay to stop the conversation, come back around to it, lean on someone that can help you because when you're in a crisis like that and it's your health and you're fighting for your life and you're trying to get things done, maybe you do need to pull yourself back. And maybe you do need to allow someone else to come in and be an advocate for you. It's good to be your own health advocate, but sometimes you need someone else to come in and advocate because when you're in serious pain and been under anesthesia and all these different things, maybe that's not the best time for you to be advocating for yourself. Maybe somebody else needs to come in. So don't always think you have to do it alone. That's right. That's right. That's such an important
0: soundbite right now. Don't think you have to do it alone. You are not alone. And you don't know you're not alone until you have the courage to speak your truth because someone in your listening wants to act on what you're saying, but it thinks that he or she is alone and the only one in in the room at that point. So, you know, I'm just summarizing here to get to the truth. You have to ask questions. You have to listen. You have to rephrase things sometimes very uh, delicately and take turns in the conversation. Don't dominate it. And then kind of diagnose where you are and to end the conversation, take some accountability. Be accountable for it. Don't just let it die there. There's, there's a little acronym that I found. It's WWWF, and it stands for who does what, when, and when will you follow up on this? When will you follow up on this? And this holds people accountable. And in a sense, there's an agreed solution. It's a temporary solution, but it's a solution to continue the dialogue. And there's a, cont- a, a conclusion that we're not going to let this stop here. Uh, Debbie, and, you know, you used the A word there anger. <laughs> and, and, and it's good that you used it because, as smiley as we are here, you know, we get angry. And we get angry about what we're committed to and what we believe to be right. And anger is flaring up in every corner of the globe. So we do have to recognize that anger and we have to learn how to diffuse it and how to forward move us and how to use it properly. Oh, and that kind of brings us to getting to our our wrap up. And my, my last question for right now is, how do we transform ourselves from all this chaos and misery and misunderstanding and the, the fear of being misunderstood or not heard at all? How do we transform through speaking our truth? How do we create a, a better world? What are your thoughts on that, Lisa? Lisa?
2: Uh, speaking my truth really has been the liberating key, it unlocks doors to authenticity and personal freedom. But it's not just about my individual journey, it's about the ripple effect, where the truth, like a catalyst sets off a chain reaction, and it transforms not only my world, but the shared world around me. So in the grand tapestry of life, if you will, living my truth is not just a personal quest, it's really a call to contribute to the beautiful transformation of the world that we all share. So that's why it's really important. Again, the power really is speaking up, speaking our truth and using our voices.
0: So true. We all know that quote. It's the truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. And and what do we see right now? We see a lot of chaos and a lot Mm of heartache and trauma and, um, disillusionment, a retrogression, history repeating itself, not for the better. So if the truth is going to set us free, we have to think about the, the positive transformative part of that. And Debbie, you add your wisdom and your experience to this conversation.
1: Well, when you speak your truth, you're actually speaking to who you are and embracing who you are as your most valuable asset and being what you want to be in life, moving forward in life, taking care of your health. Um, it, you know, there's no one else like you and you need to, you know, I feel like everyone should embrace that. I'm not going to tell you you have to, but I feel like everyone should embrace who they are. You were created to be the individual and we're not supposed to be clones. So I think that speaking that truth and putting that into the world is how we transform and we learn to accept. When we can accept who we are, then we can accept who someone else is. You know, I think that we try to spend too much time trying to be like somebody else, trying to follow their path. And you can't because you aren't them. You're you. So, you know, speaking my truth has given me the opportunity. I am immune-compromised. And I sit in my home fearful of COVID because it's not my friend. But I have created something that I am reaching and talking to people worldwide because I'm speaking my truth. I'm being true to who I am. I'm trying to share a message that I hope will bring some hope and opportunity for other people uh, because they need to know that they have this system and that it could play an important role in their health. So, you know, I'm reaching, you know, I just have a call this week with somebody from Germany. And, you know, who would have ever thought three, you know, eight years ago that I would be doing this? And that's because I, was a, I gave myself the, the okay to be vocal and speak my truth. Like I said, I could have just gone away, been quiet and not said anything to anyone. But this is important because this matters for generations to come. The quality of health in this country, in the United States, is not good. We're getting sicker year by year. Worldwide, the same thing is happening. We need to take charge of our health and be in charge of it and make a difference because that's when you'll be living your true, authentic self. And taking charge is my
0: takeaway from what you just said. It's all about taking charge, taking charge of ourselves having the courage to listen to and be open to other points of view. And interestingly enough, when I speak my truth today, it might be a slightly modified or different truth in a few months from now on certain subjects because I will open myself up to that growth mindset that our truth is not necessarily static. And that's what we're going to hold to those principles forever come whatever, you know, uh, to the death, because that's what's happening when people are holding on to those principles so vehemently and so um, exclusively that they're blinded to any other possible truth spoken aside from their own. And I found something in the Sunday Opinion section that it's it's the cover it it's the cover sheet of the whole section here, um, and I can read what it says in very very large font, and it's the a cover page for a whole section about um, views and um, taking sides and being human in today's world, and it says simply ask better questions, really listen, be vulnerable, make others feel known, and it says the essential skills for being human. And I I read this and I thought to myself, you know, that's all I'm really asking for today and I want to have conversations with other people about what it takes to be human what does it take to be human today and and to restore our faith in in ourselves in each other and the conversations we have and ultimately in humanity what does it take to be human i um i came across a couple of quotes that kind of summarize what we've been discussing And then I'm going to ask the panel for any closing statement or observations that you might have. And the first one was by George Orwell, who said, in a time of universal deceit telling, the truth is a revolutionary act. And Carl Jung observed, the ability to ask questions is the greatest resource in learning the truth. So in closing up, Lisa, what are your thoughts?
2: Well, one of the things that you said earlier really resonated with me, Amy, and that is the stories only you can write. Mm -hmm. And that is so powerful, because that is so true in the fact that speaking your truth, because those stories that only we can write, there's you can't go on chat GPT and get those same stories or some type of open AI. you know, you can't go and, and get those type of things. They only come from you. So people are always afraid to, "Oh well, I sound the same like somebody else no, because we're all individuals. We all have our own voice. And that's why, again, it's so important to share your voice with the world and to tell your story. And then that's how you're speaking your truth by getting your story out there because those stories can only come from you. So I love that.
0: And you started with one of your first words being authenticity and unique. And that is our story. So why do, we, why do we feel self-conscious about sharing it? Because we could miss the opportunity of connecting with people in the room who have an amazing connection and reason for hooking up with us to benefit us or to benefit them and in in some to benefit the whole community.
1: Yes. And Debbie? Well, the thing I want to follow up on this is I want to take us back to childhood. And I, I, I think of this quite often. And, you know, when we're kids, kids speak their truth. They don't have a filter. And I love that. I love when a kid just comes out with whatever. And I think at some point, because of the way we were raised, because of the way society is, the way school is, I don't really know where it comes from. I mean, for me, it was my mother always said, you know, draw attention to yourself. But, you know, I think that we need to go back and understand that, you know, speaking your truth is important. We got to be respectful. We got to be kind. But think about when you were a kid and you could just be open and honest about whatever, if you can remember that time. Some kids can't remember that time because it's always been so hard. But I think that if we could allow ourselves to do, as Lisa says, play, I think that would be really good. And then the joy that we would find would be immense. And then we would actually live a healthier life. And I think that's what we're all striving for. And that's why we are all here sharing our voices to see if that can happen.
0: Wonderful. And we, we started with childhood reflections, and Debbie brought us full circle back to childhood. And where are those innocent, wonderful, spontaneous days when truth seemed to come so easily? Well, thank you for joining us on Echo This. And we would love to hear from you and have feedback from you about our dialogue today, our conversation of hope and empowerment. You can reach us at echo Together at gmail.com and that's echo E-C-H-O the number two gather G-E-T-H-E-R at gmail.com or on Instagram at echo together numeral two echo together so please tune in next week and remember when you are speaking your truth echo this echo 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 Echo,
1: echo, 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 echo. Echo, echo. Listen in
0: for empowering conversations of hope and opportunity.